My name's Adele Onyango and welcome to another episode of Legally Clueless. No, seriously, I have no clue what I'm doing, but I'm pretty sure I'm not the only one. Hey, welcome to episode 152 of Legally Clueless. I hope you're doing fantastic. And if this is your first time ever listening to this podcast, welcome to the family. Audio episodes like this got every single Monday. If you check out our YouTube channel, there's a link to it in the show notes or just search Legally Clueless on YouTube. You can watch our video series and our tour series. They're pretty awesome. (laughs) I'm biased, but uh, yes, take my word for it. And as well as join our warm little corner of the internet on Instagram. We're at Legally Clueless Podcast. There's a link in the show notes. And Legally Clueless on Facebook. All right, this is a different type of episode. So before I tell you why, let me share the song of the week, which, by the way, is a classic. I actually was listening to it yesterday with a very good friend of mine while there was like this wild storm in Nairobi. And we were talking about how this particular musician doesn't get the accolades or the celebration and people clapping and acknowledging her as much as we think she should get. So the song is Free by Khadija Neen. And I, when I listened to this song, I, I feel like the lyrics were a poem first and then made into a song. But of course, this is just me speculating. There's a line that talks about being free like water and it's just it's a beautiful song so i've put a link to it in the show notes or you can just search it on whatever streaming platform free by khadija nin all right so the reason this is a different stroke special episode is that i'm recording this on my birthday Woo! (laughs) on the 5th of february and i was born on that date in 1989 and i figured that we should do a different kind of episode because honestly it's Not enough for me to just do it at the end of every year. I want to have more episodes where it's a conversation, just you and I. I just have like random convos feature a lot more on the podcast. And also, I've been very reflective of age and hitting the third floor. Age not only because of my birthday, but there's a series I am currently binging called Grace and Frankie. I'm not sure if I've mentioned it here on this podcast, but I feel like I've mentioned it to everybody in my life. Grace and Frankie. It's beautiful. Part of the storyline is, well, huge part of the storyline is following these two women's friendships as they navigate age. And it's just, as I binge it, been at the forefront of like my reflections about how to age well <laughs> and have like, if, if that's the universe's plan for me, have very calm sunset years you know what i mean like your 60s not a lot of noise or chaos just like ride it out you know anyway so because of my reflections on age and being on the third floor i've turned 33 by the way i decided that i was going to share some of the lessons that i've learned on this third floor turn 33 and i think there is some clarity i've gotten in the past year you know that could be tied to my 30s and just lessons that this space has taught me thus far that's one and i'm also going to share some of the lessons that my sister amanda and my sister anne-marie my two friends seba And my best friend Val, of course, you know, they're going to, a little later in the episode, share one lesson that they learned 
exclusively in their 30s. For me first. <laughs> I think the first one I'm currently navigating and just every day telling myself that this is a new truth we have. This is a new truth where we're living in. And that's that I can be two things at the same time. I, in the past, found that if I make a mistake or do something that perhaps hurt someone or just, yeah, just make a mistake, while I'm processing whatever this mistake is, I'll be very harsh, very mean with myself. You know, the words that I will use to describe my entire being would be in the lens of this mistake that I've made. So it'll be, oh, you're such a horrible person. Oh, you're mean. You're terrible to others. Look, you made that person cry or they're hurting. Or you made that person angry. You are a terrible person. But I've learned that... If I make a mistake, if I hurt someone or make them angry, etc., etc., it doesn't erase the good aspects about me or the good things that I've done either in that moment or in the past. Those two things can sit side by side and be true. I can be accountable for my actions and the negative ones at that, plus the negative impact they have on either me or others. But at the same time, that doesn't erase the good that I am. I feel like in the past, it was always one or the other for me. And I was loudest when it came to negative things. So I'm currently just kind of swimming through something that feels like one of the hugest mistakes I've ever made. But obviously, we, we, we kind of view every mistake like that. You're just like, this is the worst mistake ever. <laughs> and then five years later, this this is the worst mistake, you know? So I'm I'm doing that. I'm swimming through this mistake. And I noticed it's sipping into other aspects of my life. Like my work. And it would mean even in those spaces, I would attribute perceived failures to this mistake that had nothing to do with my career. <laughs> but because I'm like using this one word to describe my entire being, using this one negative thing, I forget that. There's a lot of good that I'm doing or achieving or that I am, that I am. And so that's a very top thing that I'm learning. I've also kind of accepted that living is a stance where we're constantly trying to make a decision between a fearless and free life or a quote unquote safe life. And just with any dance, you'll linger on one side longer. Oh, mosquito. What was I saying? Yeah, so just like any dance, you'll linger on one side longer than the other. Now, I don't know whether dancing between these two is a good or a bad thing. I feel like that's what I do and I'm extending grace to myself by saying, hey, a huge part of the motion of living is dancing between these two. The reason I say I'm not sure if, <laughs> you know, this thing I'm doing is good or bad is a fearless and free life for me right now is making those very difficult decisions that allow me to be free that perhaps cut off people that see me up and move from Nairobi to Diani which is one of my greatest goals so basically a life where you're doing everything you want to do and not really trying to be safe about it which brings in the other side which is the safe life sometimes this makes sense you know, I've seen very many people play it safe and just go through the motions of life like they've seen other people do before. And, and perhaps outside looking in, it looks like it works for them. For me, I find that with a safer option, I accept subpar treatment because, you know, you get a bit 
more desperate when it comes to trying to be safe about your life and trying to do things the way everybody else has done it. But I'm not here to tell you which choice to make. I, I've just been very reflective or understanding of the fact that it's okay. Take your time. You're dancing between these two things. One day you'll be courageous enough to pick which side you stand on. So I've obviously spent a much shorter time in my 30s than in my 20s. But I've found that on this third floor, I've, I've ended up missing my mom possibly the most in comparison with my 20s. I find that there's a very calm and clear awareness of her absence and that I have a very intimate intricate understanding of grief it's almost like in my 30s i took grief out on a date and was like getting to know it what i found is grief is cold and lonely oof so lonely even just recording this on my birthday today i for like a good one hour i intensely missed my mom most of my birthdays are pretty loud in the sense that these people around me. Um, it's hard to to sit in silence. But I've been having a lot more silence <laughs> the older I get. And the greatest thing silence gives is clarity. You can hear your emotions. And I think <sighs> today I could really hear my emotions at one point. For a good one hour, I really miss my mom and I, I allowed myself to like sit in it for a bit and think about well I wonder what we would do if she was here I know she would have gotten me a bouquet of flowers that was something that she did I know there'd be cake it was just something really to sit in those feelings and to acknowledge her absence and I think this is a lesson in my in my 30s grief on this third floor has been less disruptive than it was in my 20s so I'm able to learn from it so far it's taught me just the fickleness of my own life and I think I've made a lot of headway in accepting my immortality just knowing that every moment I've experienced was not automatic I just happened to have been given that moment and not to live in some form of fear about it but to be calm about it so for example i just came back from ethiopia yesterday actually and had possibly the worst flight back in my life oh because for a good 30 plus minutes it was hell in terms of turbulence on that plane and i remember like once the turbulence started i was listening to some ratchet ratchet ass music and i had to change quickly to some lauren Vula because i was just like hey if, if i'm gonna die let me just <laughs> let them find something deep that i was listening to you know what i mean anyway so I had this whole entire thought, but it was crazy. We were being like flung up from our seats and my stomach is just like, oh, can't take it. The woman next to me is telling me how she wants to throw up. The air hostesses couldn't even make it back to the seats. They've like sat besides us. It was hell. And I remember at a point thinking, oh, I, th I think we're crashing. I've never been in a plane crash, but I think this is what it's meant to feel like. And that this seems like this pilot doesn't have things under control. But even then, I didn't panic. I was like, well, I guess if this is how it ends, I mean, I would have hoped for something less painful. But hey, here we are now. And I was, it struck me as odd that I was quite okay because I've been in that situation before where like a plane is just going crazy. And that one was a much smaller plane. I, God. 
That was like a terrible fight. I remember even grabbing the hand of the guy beside me and we were strangers. <laughs> Some rugby guy. And I grabbed his hand so tight. Like we've been boys for years. But that one, I was freaking out. I was just like, Yanni, I'm just going to die like this. I can see this death coming. I can't even SMS anyone to be like, yo, you know, last words. I'm just, I'm just gone. Anyway, I digressed basically what i'm saying is on the third floor grief has taught me to accept my immortality if i die now that's not in my control i might not understand what comes after death but i understand that my death is inevitable and i think very many people run away from that you know it's it's scary you want to know what comes next so you'll find yourself in the arms of like dubious religions just because there's a lack of acceptance of your immortality and just knowing that this is just what life is you live and then you die and nobody really knows what comes afterwards and that's okay we shouldn't focus our efforts in that the efforts should be on trying to live as much as possible and another thing that i have learned or understood is just how precious silence is oh my goodness but he has these things about protect your energy your space peace of mind like all these good things that are good for you spiritually and emotionally i think they're all held up by silence by the absence of noise and i've learned how precious that is in my 30s i think one of the things that has helped me learn that is going on my solo trips and just for those four or five days being surrounded by no one having no noise around me and just like losing myself in the things that I love like poetry which is a sense of silence isn't it where you leave everything noise out and you just dive into what you love and those moments have given me clarity in like making decisions or trying to understand a challenging experience, a thing that I'm navigating. I found that when it's too noisy, I can't think, I can't process, I can't come up with solutions. And sometimes noise is not just for those of us who live in Nairobi. Yes, physical noise, because this is one big construction site. <laughs> Sometimes the noise is not just, you know, the source of the thing that is a challenge to you or a particular environment. If it's maybe a toxic job, the, that space can be can be considered as noise. It's not only just that. I think noise is also the people who you ask for help when it comes to navigating something difficult. Sometimes you can ask so many people that you get so many different perspectives and solution ideas, which again, sometimes is not bad, but I've learned that that can be noisy. What you truly want and what you truly feel can get lost in that noise. And sometimes it helps to disengage, isolate yourself completely, and just be silent enough to hear your innermost thoughts hear what that inner voice is telling you to do or is is pushing you towards there's always something inside speaking to us but we're on the go so much is happening and it's just so noisy so third floor has definitely taught me how precious silence is so i 
ask the lovely ladies in my life what is one lesson they've learned in their 30s all the people you will hear from are at various stages in their 30s and the people you will hear from are my two sisters Anne Marie and Amanda and my two closest friends Sebawali Seo and my best friend you know Val. The biggest lesson I learned when I turned 30, it's never that serious. Take life easy. Yeah, because life is short and we all die. <laughs> <laughs> I learned to hydrate and moisturize. <laughs> Very important. <laughs> Your body is not the same. <laughs> One thing that I learned in my 30s, or should I say that I'm learning in my 30s, is to give people the grace. You really don't know what people are going through or even if you have an understanding their background their experiences and everything doesn't mean that they'll go through it the same way that you do so just extend people grace be kind to them try to just be patient with them because you may think you know but a lot of the times you really just have no idea um i should have thought about this more i'm going to go with what she said i'll add on to it but no i'll add on to what she said i think we need to allow people grace and give people not necessarily second chances but just more more patience with how things are going and if things don't go your way or the way they're supposed to just allow people some form of grace Mm -hmm. in all elements Mm -hmm. financially emotionally guys are going through it Mm -hmm. a lot a lot i think what i was going to say before that because i hadn't thought of that was i think in my 30s i am learning to be less apologetic i think i've always lived like that or tried to but i think now it's more like so affirmative i'm so sure about what i'm doing and about myself that you can't tell me anything like no no but you can give me constructive criticism but you're not gearing me away from like this those four ladies are so important to me and each of their lessons is so important um of course amanda is the one who said that it's it's never that serious and i love that and marie who's been on the podcast before talked about hydrate and moisturize let me tell you i wish you could see the way i am so religious about my face routine which is very different than when i was in my 20s because i could just sleep with a full face of makeup and wake up the next morning and things would be all right hey hey (laughs) i did that once i think maybe when i was 30 and where the face that woke up (laughs) very scary can never repeat i also like you know Seb and val talking about extending grace to others because you just really don't know what people are battling that's very important and of course living a very unapologetically you life that that is a major key i remember saying that when i hit my 30s it's almost like there was a switch that somebody just hit and it cut off all the facts I used to give and the longer I stay on the third floor like the worse it gets worse but in a good way I really like it so yeah you you kind of feel more unapologetic about being you 100% anyway I hope you've enjoyed this episode a bit of a twist from other episodes but yeah I thought I'd do something different for the birthday episode and since for my birthday I did hang out with some of the most important people to me top of the list of course being my two nieces and nephew I'm going to leave you with (laughs) a few random sounds from them well from my nieces my nephew is too busy eating (laughs) to care about speaking into a recorder say something say hello oh no don't bite it say hello Mm-hmm. 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 M
Okay, don't pull my hair, sis. That's it for this episode of Legally Clueless. You can share this podcast with your friends. You can keep it for yourself. I'm not judging. Just make sure you're here next week for the next episode.